this is Happy Hour with M and Jazz. Today we're here to talk with two people who really bring meaning to the phrase life of the party, other than Emma and I, of course. This is Mike and Albert. Before we get started, we would just like to state that this episode contains subjects that may be sensitive to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. When thinking about uni, there's one activity that's bound to happen, partying. Wild nights filled with drinks, drugs, and hazy memories are sure to be high up on the list of social activities that students participate in. In this episode, we're going to jump straight into the deep end and talk about the goods, the bads, and all the in-betweens of what partying at university really feels like. So grab a drink, because we'll be here for a while. Hi, I, I'm Michael. I, I forgot how to introduce myself past that, let's be honest here. <laughs> hey, where do you go to school, Mike? Oh, I go to UBC, um, and I am going into third year for business. And Mike is part of a frat. Uh, hi, my name is Albert. I'm... I used to go to San Fex as a San Fex grad, but now I'm just working full time in uh, Calgary. So that's kind of a little bit about me. Awesome. Okay, so I think we're gonna get right into it. I would just like you guys both to describe the party scene at these universities where you go. Maybe Albert can start us off. When I went to San Fex, obviously it's from a small town called Anaganish. Probably none of you've heard of it. So obviously there's not very much to do. The the town. Um, population doubles when the students come there because it's that small. So they have about a, around 5,000 people. We have around five to 6,000 students. Um, so, you know, sometimes you just kick back and you kind of get a little bored and you really don't know what else to do. So you're like, you know, your friends are like, hey, let's drink. And like it becomes a chain reaction, basically. So um, that's basically um, the, the gist of how things go in SantaFX. And we have um, usually people, I was on the football team, so I couldn't indulge as much as I probably would have, but um, usually people really literally drink from Wednesday to about Saturday and just, um, they really go, they really go um, nuts. We have a, a campus bar that people go on for um, Wednesday, usually, and then Thursday, we had like a kind of like a country bar that people went to, and then Friday and Saturday, we had this like other bar that people go to. So, um, yeah, just basically four day benders, um, pretty, pretty frequently. Um, so that was, uh, a lot of, uh, the partying, a lot of, um, day parties, obviously for special events, such as like St. Patrick's day or um, homecoming and such. So, um, yeah, just, a um, a lot of, a lot of hours of partying, I'd say. Um, so I think, I think, um, we were once, um, ranked the number one party school in terms of like, um, the hours and the amount like we partied. So uh, um, I'm not saying that's that intrigued me to go there, but like obviously it was kind of um, kind of a nice little ex- extra um, push for me to to go there to enjoy myself during my university time. So yeah. Did you drink? Uh, did you like party a lot beforehand, or did you just kind of start picking it up at Santa Fex? Yeah, no, I was very sheltered as a kid. So I had a I had a curfew. So uh, when I when I went there, that's when I started going crazy. I, I only drank twice 
before going to university in grade 12. It was Halloween and uh, oh my God. and uh, graduation. So that must have hit yeah. like a oh X <laughs> changes people. It does. It's dangerous. I know every literally every person I know that goes there goes there, and I see their stories like every single weekend, and they're just someone's on a roof, someone's throwing something out of a building. Like it's crazy. <laughs> but um, yeah, like. We had a lot of uh, parties like on um, in our residences and our residences would get trashed. Like it was bad. They had to make, it got bad at one point um, after like a hockey cup in one of the residences that they made that residence into like the quiet residence because like there were ceilings knocked off, like people were kicking down the walls, um, sinks ripped off. Like, and this was because they, they won like, because it was a it was a house cup, so it was like <laughs> oh one my house God. the other one, and they won. So I guess that's how they wanted to celebrate. So you know, to Easter own, but um, that's how um, it went down. I've heard at uh, X, like at their house cup games, the Nova Scotia police have to separate the two like fan bases in the stands. Yeah, it has to be like they have to be completely opposite from each other, just because it yeah it gets rattled. Is it that bad? Yeah, and like they used to have it. They used to have it in our own ice rink, um, like our own ice rink on campus, but it got so bad and like they didn't want any to be liable to any damages. They um, moved it to like uh, a hockey rink off campus. Well, Mike, can you kind of contrast what Albert just Oh, it is a complete contrast. We sit around there and you go to UBC and I'm like, coming from Calgary, I was, you know, involved with the, like, especially when I turned 18, quite involved with going out good times but um drank a lot I, I was planning on going to like western and going to have like an actual party and then three days before i'm supposed to go i, I flipped where i wanted to go to ubc because i got in uh and i was like you know what it's gonna be pretty fun going out to ubc nothing like just absolutely nothing it was so dead i got so bored in first semester because like at ubc the in the reses um you needed two of these three things to be declared a party and then shut down by RAs, which was either music, more than six people, or alcohol present. So if you were with a friend playing music with a bottle of beer each, that's a party. You get you get a, a strike against you. And if you have four strikes, you're kicked out of residence. But then, didn't you manage to host one of the world or one of the university breaking like record? So. Party. Me and my friends decided, you know what, we can get around this. Like, we could, we could absolutely get around this rule. So, like, all right, we're gonna make all of our rooms maximum six people, and then we are going to have like a room with like some alcohol, a uh, room with like music, and then separate everything. That way, we can't get in trouble, right? So we sent out. <laughs> so my friends made like a flyer and sent it to like thirty-six people because we're in, like six rooms. I'm out the weekend um, that they're doing this. Uh, <laughs> And then I think instead of 36 people, it was like nearly 200 people that showed up for an hour and a half. And then it, like everything went downhill. Our rays were busting in, breaking shit up. Um, and then someone got really like in a lot of trouble because he was an RA partying at the thing. And like all my friends got like struck. We were, like, we were all scared of getting kicked out, but we managed to get through that. But yeah, that was like the biggest highlight. Mike, your story reminds me of like at MRU when RAs would used to like come to parties. My roommates and I would always just like go to the door and like talk to them. And every time we just like charmed them off, like every time yeah. they would just leave, like never yeah. got written up once. 
I had the chillest RA in my first year of res. Like she literally used to want to like come and party with us. Like so lucky, so blessed. I yeah, know. we were good with um, ours, but then it was the floors above us and below us that hated us. So then they would yeah. just bust everything. Yes. Yeah, the ones who like came from like other buildings were always like the worst. I'm like, why are you trying to disturb our shit over here? Like this is a this is a nice building. Um, I'm wondering how COVID has like impacted your guys's kind of party scene um, in or out of university. Honestly, I feel like COVID, I stopped drinking a lot during COVID. I feel like my drinking has gone down. So my tolerance has gone down, which is honestly kind of nice. I used to go to the bar and do like 18 shots and be like, okay, this is normal. And then I realized that that definitely was not normal. So it's like feeling good about the fact that I'm cutting back, but I have been smoking weed a lot more. So that is, <laughs> that's the change. I switched up substances. Emma, shots remind me of how we met. Oh my god. The first time I ever well, okay, here's how it went. Emma and I are in the same program. We had so many classes together. And I was at the bar for my 18th birthday at Cowboys and I'm like, oh my god, Emma, like, hey girl. And then she spills her drink on me. Like my entire drink. Yeah, like literally like spills it all over me. And she's like, oh my God, like I'll buy you a shot. It's going to be okay. So then we go. And guess what the shot she buys me is called? Emma, what was it called? It's called a redheaded slut. <laughs> so basically, Emma, basically, Emma bought me an Emma. Because you can't see it, but I am, I have red hair. It's the lighting's really awful, but I do have red hair right now. So. <laughs> yeah, you're colorblind. You can't see it, but. Um... <laughs> What was in that shot? I, I've never heard of that shot. I, didn't we Google it once? It was like peach schnapps or something like that. I'll search. You know oh, what? Peach schnapps is so good. I'll search this up okay, right now. Emma, you search, and Albert, you can tell me how COVID's impacted your party life. I guess it's impacted my party life just because I'm quite a bit. I guess because usually I like to go out with, like with a bunch of my friends and like just party and uh, have a good time. But obviously with the restrictions, like with the six people, you can't really do that and you can't stand up or anything. So that was kind of tough. And then also just like when things were completely closed, there was like nothing to do. Right. And um, I guess especially like literally the, the clubs are just opening up now. And like that's where I usually go. I like bars and everything. And maybe on like a Friday, but Saturday is kind of where I want to. Uh, I guess let loose and stuff because I know Sunday I'm doing absolutely nothing so that's just kind of I guess that's how it's like affected me and stuff like that which hasn't been the best because obviously like being social at this age is very important maybe not to to the extent that I I do it in terms of like how much alcohol I consume but just in in general so you know but that is just um a fun way that I like to be social with my friends so it definitely impacted us quite a bit. How do you feel now that the clubs are opening up? Like, are you ready to go back full swing or how do you feel about everything? Oh yeah, I already, I had a four day bender last, last week. So um, I was waiting, I was waiting for it to open up. I was having um, a chat with a friend and I was like, the idea of going into like a club and like touching everybody and like being super close to everyone is like, it kind of terrifies me. Like, I feel like I've slowly become more antisocial over COVID and the idea of, like, just touching random strangers is so weird. I think we'll break it Emma, aren't you used to making out with those strangers? Uh, I know, but I think about it, like, I think, I think about it, and I'm like, 
why like I think it's gross I think it's so gross that I just like so many random people I was just like I had no clue where they'd been I had no clue who they were and I was just like yeah sure and now I think about that and I'm like oh we'll see if they keep that attitude after I don't know yeah Yeah, I agree I agree um (laughs) my head's spinning Mike, you're in a frat, so can you tell us maybe some of the pros and cons of, like, being a part of a frat? Oh, yeah. Um, cons, like, there aren't too many. Well, it depends what you want. If you want, like, a pretty active social life, um, it's great. If you don't, then I don't know why you'd join one. Um, that's kind of, like, the baseline. But, um, yeah, I haven't really found many cons. It's great, like, connections to hang around, like, professionally and socially. Um, there's always something to do, which is like, oh, just amazing. Like if I want to go out and hang out with some friends, I live in the house now as well, um, which say what you will, but it's a great time. Um, like I can walk out of my room and I can be hanging out with people immediately. It's like kind of like a dorm setting without the RAs at all. Um, yeah, I guess the downside is it can get expensive once you start like tabbing up on how much those like quick trips to the liquor store are. We're not Mike drinks moonshine, like or no, okay. he puts Everclear in his. Oh drinks. my god! So this was Ooh, something Everclear. that started over. This is <laughs> something that started over. Um, COVID was. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever had an Irish trash can. No. No, I haven't. It, it's this drink. It's this drink I started making <laughs> that I found online that started modifying. So it's it like it's like a Jaeger bomb, right? Except imagine if the Jaeger bomb was better and stronger so instead of like a shot of jaeger and part red bull it's all right hold on it's a shot of gin shot of light rum shot of vodka shot of peach snaps shot of blue carousel and a shot of triple sec and then a whole red bull you need albert's eyebrows just raise yeah i was like that's a lot of yeah, so I'll, I'll like make two of these, put it into a water bottle, and then that's my night. I I don't know where oh, I'm no, gonna end you... up. Yeah, that does not sound like a <laughs> Jaeger bomb. So th- then I start like. Yeah. In what world is that a Jaeger like, bomb? It starts off your night like fun. So then I I decided that. That would end I'm... my night. <laughs> Just yeah. like on the floor, <laughs> absolutely after, after half of. <laughs> yeah. Well, I started like. modifying it a bit because i replaced the vodka with everclear at that point and then i started adding in like different flavors of red bull and then playing with more schnapps oh it it, like it's beautiful i can have one of them now and i have it like to a science that i know that if i have one at 7 p.m i'm good till three you got it down to a t hey it's a science does it taste good oh it tastes great. Like my girlfriend uh, doesn't like any like strong flavors of alcohol and she'll like have, she'll try to have the whole thing and then I have to stop her. Thank God you're there too. Oh yeah. Goodness. Cause then yeah, that'd be a fun time. And on that note, um, <laughs> why don't we talk about beer goggles when we're drunk? Oh, if you're like walking around, you ever get those beer goggles where you think someone's like the hottest person you've ever seen alive, and then like you realize a few hours later, you're like, I'd say I've been hit by the beer goggles one too many times, but never, never to a bad extent. But I'd say that I literally think that everything is attractive when I'm drunk. Like, 
it's either that or it's like instant ick. You know what I mean? Like it's like you see someone and you're like, or my friends are always like, Jazz, what are the odds you go make out with that guy? And I'm like, bet, bet, bitch. Like, and then I just do it. But then I wake up the next morning and I'm like, oh, shoddy, why would you do that? I used to, <laughs> I have a friend. Um, I'm, I will not name her because I'm not going to expose her like that. If she listens to this, she's going to know who she is. Um, but she used to, we'd go to the smoke pit at Cowboys. And then she'd, I'd, she'd be like, stand here. Like, I'm going to go get a, like, vape. I'll be right back. And I just wait for like five minutes. And what she'd do is she'd go up to a guy and she'd be like, if you give me your vape, I'll give you a kiss. And she'd, <laughs> and then she'd get a vape and she'll be like, I, I'll be right back to the guy. And then she'd like come up to me and then she'd be like, okay, hey, let's go. And we go into the club and she'd just have this guy's vape. Every single time she'd like, she'd be able to swipe a vape. He'd find her eventually be... She, he, he'd find her eventually and be like, yo, and she'd be like, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. And they'd always be like, it's fine. But like, yeah. Oh my God. They're, they're angry. Oh, I'm sure they are. <laughs> well, speaking of the bar, what are your guys' go-to moves to pick up people? I want to hear it all. Give it all to me. Give me the juice. I don't know. It's been a while. Usually I just, I just give them like a compliment, you know, like I, I, I gotta, I gotta, first of all, they gotta earn me buying them a drink i'm not the type of guy who's gonna go to the spot let me buy you a drink right away kind of thing because i i know girls mindsets that's what that's exactly what they want so you gotta let them chase a little bit you know gotta let them chase (laughs) a little bit and see how much work they're willing to put in for the drink so um it just depends on that to find work like just keeping a conversation actually like being into it and stuff like that like um, if like they're just kind of giving me like yes or no or like one word answers and it's kind of like okay they're not into it then like just move on don't waste my time don't want to waste their time either um, and yeah it's either it's either I do that try and hold a conversation or I just ask to dance and then it goes from there basically so those are kind of my two two go tos in regards to the chase we always say men love the chase can we talk about this like do they like what's what's the no, Mike, you're saying no. You're a very straightforward guy, though. Yeah, I like everything straightforward, and I my my go to move is just be their friend. <laughs> oh no, I don't think that, that ends true. well, does it? Does it? Does it end well? Seventy seventy five percent success rate. Okay, that's not bad. Small sample size. Albert, you you like the chase? Like no, just just in terms of that like aspect, like in terms of like actually about like the chase in terms of like relationships, or whatever. I'd say it's just based on like how well we connect or anything. I'm not gonna try and like lead someone on or whatever and just like let them chase if like because I'll I'll know you'll know in a shorter period of time if you wanna actually like if you're actually interested or not. So like there's no point to waste as I said before like their time and your time. So like I'm not gonna let a like girl chase me if like I know I'm not interested. But at the same time, like, you got to let them work for it at the same time. You can't let them know that you're easy. Because at the same time, girls, like, like people, like, in their mind, it's like they want what they can't have kind of thing. So if you if you allow them to just um, have you, like, all access to you right away, then it's like, oh, like, shit, I kind of, it's already done, right? So you kind of have to let it gradually, um, gradually, like, uh, work out. You've got it down to the science. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, well, yeah, I think there is there is a fun in like not just snapping your fingers and getting everything that you want. So I do agree with that. Like, I feel like there's no fun in that. I just need to start using that method because I definitely did not have standards. Like, I haven't like actually gone and picked anybody up in, from the bar since first year, which was like a year and a half ago. But like, I definitely start needing to like have like an actual like process to it. Yeah. <laughs> In regards to like drinking and I guess if we're switching gears, like peer pressure, have you guys ever felt like pressured into drinking or like if you're at the bar with your friends, like how do you guys feel about that? Because I feel like there is a lot of like, for me, it's like, oh, if all my friends are drinking, like I don't really want to be the one to DD, like I'll do it. And sometimes I feel like it's necessary, but I feel like, do you guys ever get like FOMO if you're not drinking? Like what's the deal? I wouldn't say um, I get uh, like as long as I'm out, I can like find a way to have a good time, but obviously alcohol just makes it more fun. You know, it's just, it's not a secret. So um, yeah. And like, the thing is, I don't, I don't think I ever feel really pressured. I'm usually the one who's like, kind of like the nudge guys, like, come on, another shot, another shot, you know? So um, just, just if you're going to be out, just might as well make like have as much fun as you can. Right. But I'm not going to try and get you to like die, but like, I can see that you're like, you're just right. Like maybe if you're just on the edge of about to have like the time of your life and just kind of chilling, then, you know, I'll encourage you to have the other shot. But if you say no, it's okay. I might like chirp you a little bit about it, but like, it's totally fine. But um, yeah, as long, as long as everyone's just having fun then that's all that matters. I, oh, sometimes like when everyone else is out for a party and you have like a midterm the next day, it's rough. That's the worst feeling when you like, know you can't grow also like sacrificing everything um otherwise i i will go out a bunch um so then especially at ubc because like the campus is where all the bars are so you just walk home makes it really easy yeah i would never peer pressure anyone to you drink. were the worst <laughs> peer pressure i know i was i'm also a bit of an instigator like, yeah not only with my close friends but like me and my friend me and my um me and my good friend bridge we always say like how it's terrible when we party together because we're both such instigators like we'll like be like oh it's a chill night and then we like two hours later we're like blackout in the bathroom like there's just no in between it's like blackout or what's this back blackout out. Or blackout. Blackout, yeah. blackout there it is like okay yeah but these days like couple cashews is good but like i feel like if you're gonna get drunk for me it's like well i may as well just fucking die you know what i mean is there any nights that you think about that you're like, oh, I should have ended up in a ditch that night? Like, that's how drunk and stupid I was. Oh, uh, I have this crazy story from um, Santa Fex. There was like, we were, it was a snowstorm. And I don't know what happened, but I lost all my friends. And I was like, at the <laughs> pizza, I was at the pizza place. I was at the pizza place. Like, the bar was closed. The pizza place was closing. And like, um like all my friends that lived in like the same place as me were already gone was like damn like what am I gonna do I didn't have any cash and the the taxis like when I was in university they only took cash because it's such a small um um, town so I was like okay I guess I'm I'm running in a snowstorm so I ran in a snowstorm and like as soon as I almost get like I'm almost clear um like at my dorm and I face plant into the snow and um i'm just sitting there like i scratch my face just sitting there i'm like oh like because i winded myself and like like i get up and then i go i go to uh my uh my dorm wake up the next morning 
I come like downstairs to my uh to my dorm uh lobby and like the security guard is like hey man like like are you okay I'm like yeah like like what do you mean and he's like I saw you on the security cam like the security guys I saw you in security cameras like I'm like I'm like and the thing is like I like I like kind of like blacked out so I kind of forgot about it but then I was like in the morning like my face hurt and I was like oh that's why like my like I'm in so much pain right now I'm like because I fell like face planted so was it was a dark night for you I was, drunk? I, was, I was I was dead basically. I was, I don't know. Like I I don't like I don't remember running in like into the snowstorm and like I think because like right when the bar closed I took like a couple extra shots so like it was starting to hit me slowly so like by the time I got to bed I was like blacked out and just oh rough times. There's this rough one. Times. There's this one night that I don't remember whatsoever, but the only thing that any of my roommates have from this one night is this video of me sitting on my floor in my dorm room and I yeah like Albert said I was dead like I was not okay I should have not gone out that night or something someone should have taken me home but there's a video of me sitting on my dorm room floor with a shirt on backwards over my head and the girls are trying to get it on and my tits are just like flying and it's like actually the funniest video that ever has existed ever they're like Jazz, Jasmine. I'm like, I'm just like, ah. like. <laughs> that is <laughs> not what I was expecting you to say. Whatsoever. Out of left field. I feel like a good way to end off is just to kind of talk about maybe things to be like aware of during partying, and it might not be like as fun of a conversation, but or like tips or tricks or I don't know. Don't ask anything. Mike. <laughs> Mike's not a safe drinker, but. I, what do you mean? I'm, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. safe drinker. Irish trash can says okay, otherwise. No, but... it's like make a drink that you know you're going to enjoy. Okay. Good. Yeah. Everyone... Like a, don't black out off your favorite drink. You'll hate it. That is so true. Oh my God. The amount. Okay. Well, they weren't ever my favorite, but the amount of twisted teas I shotgun oh, yeah. in literally September and October of my first year of university. I can't even drink iced tea anymore. Like, I want to throw up every time. Like, ah, it's so gross. Yeah, I had to stop doing vodka shots. That was... Oh, I, yeah. When I got, yeah, when I I got to university, vodka. I bought... I bought... Um, I don't think anyone could Six do vodka. liters of vodka. I made that last over the first semester. And that was... I can't do vodka anymore. Or, like, just straight vodka. I can do it in drinks. But the six liters was a lot. No shit, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's like I safely drink. What I are you do. talking about? Like, like a normal variation. Yeah, yeah, I stick to vodka crayons these days. Oh, those are so good. I really like my Pink, marks. Pink I love to get... yeah. Vodka crayons and Jaeger bombs. It's the way to do it. Tequila upgrade, shots. Upgrade the Jaeger bombs. Nope. Don't even say <laughs> it. Don't. <laughs> also, okay, I found out what a redheaded slut was. Um, it's Jaegermeister peach schnapps and cranberry juice which i did not know that sounds pretty good it is pretty good i think you should get it no you guys want to know what the best shot is they don't do it everywhere but coconut ciroc shaken over ice that's expensive who cares (laughs) write it down (laughs) actually kato i do care but this guy took me on a date to this like fancy restaurant and bought me these shots and they were the best things i've ever tasted 
So just do it once. You'll you'll love it. Yeah, I like when shots. I, I like when things taste like. If it doesn't taste like juice, I feel like I can't drink it. Except for tequila. Except for tequila. That's the only. That's, but that's when it gets expensive. Like when you're like, can I have a yummy shot? That's when it's like, here's eleven dollars for exactly. A shot. I only do whiskey when you're around. But yeah, no, it's like I think what a safety tip. Have a buddy. Have a buddy to. Oh yeah, look a after buddy you. system. Go to the bathroom together. Like make new friends, but always stick with. Your I wouldn't buddy. want. I wouldn't want either of these two as my drinking buddies. <laughs> I'm a, if if I have the responsibility, I will. I will like be a good drinking buddy, but if I don't, then you're on your own. Sorry. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you guys for coming on. Thank you for having us. This is fun. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. This was actually really nice. It was chill. Yeah. <laughs>